sentences. Tell him that my second will be calling on him. Lionel, Charlotte said, reaching her hand toward him. Please, it's not what- You may keep the engagement ring. Since it's new and not a St. an heirloom, I will have no use for it. He watched tears pool in her beautiful eyes. Perhaps, he said, in that same calm voice, you'd best see to your lover. I do believe I broke his nose. He turned on his heel and walked from the tack room. Lionel, damn you, come back here. He turned, his expression cold and forbidding. I trust, my dear Charlotte, that you intend to marry Lord Danvers. He will need you, I fancy, to attend him after I put a bullet through his arm. A pity, really. I rather thought of Dancy as a friend. As for you, well, there is really nothing more to say. His only clear thought as he walked back toward the house was... My God, what if we'd been married and I'd found her with another man? He wasn't really surprised to find his Aunt Lucia standing by the carriage. He looked at her. I'm sorry, my boy, she said, lightly touching his sleeve with her fingertips. This was the reason for our surprise visit. Yes, the weather is very fine, as you said. I won't lie to you, Lion. I'm relieved that you have discovered the truth before it is too late. How did you know? You did know that she was playing me false with modesty. Come into the carriage. I'll tell you on the way back to London. He followed her, his face without expression. The carriage bowled down the wide drive. Lionel didn't look back. One. There's a skirmish of wit between them. Shakespeare. Cranston House. London, England, May 1813. Diana Savarol hated London. It was May and she was shivering, always shivering. She wanted to go home, back to Savarol Island in the West Indies, where it was always warm, the sky always filled with bright sunlight. She looked at Lucia, Lady Cranston, that old tartar whose tongue was as sharp as a snake's, and her mouth thinned. She wasn't at all certain as yet, but she liked her, Even though she was small, she looked regal as a queen, with her snow-white hair piled high on her head, and her sharp chin always raised just a bit higher than ordinary mortals. "'Call me Aunt Lucia,' the imperious old woman had told her when she'd arrived. "'I'm not exactly your aunt, not even your great-aunt, but it will do.' And Diana had complied. "'Who wouldn't, with those sharp pale blue eyes staring at one with such command?' I should like to have the fire lit, Diana said now, looking with undisguised longing at the empty grate. Really, my dear, I don't think so. Why don't you wear a warmer shawl? I don't have a warmer shawl. Then you will have to accustom yourself. You've been here but a weak child. Lucia returned to her novel, a hair-raising gothic that was most improbable and excessively titillating. Diana had remarked on it, her eyes wide, and Lucia had said, Well, I'm not dead yet, my dear child. I enjoy being wafted away from my fifty-six years, however temporarily. The heroine is such a wilting goose. Most enjoyable, yes, indeed. Has the heroine fainted yet in this chapter, aunt? Twice, said Lucia, once with the villain and once with the hero. She is quite accomplished at it. I fear it is her only accomplishment, unless one considers her eyes, which are described as blue as a cerulean sky, most improbable, I dare say, and large as fine china saucers. 
Wedgwood, I wonder. Oh, my dear Diana, we will attend a ball at Lady Bellamain's this evening. You will wear your new blue silk. It will make you look less tanned. Diana liked the blue silk because it made her look as tall and narrow as a healthy sapling. A ball. She felt as if a thunderbolt had struck her. What would happen to her there, in front of a room full of strangers, when it became obvious that she couldn't? Aunt, she said somewhat desperately, I must tell you that I cannot. Didier, Lucia's butler, whom she fondly called that old monk, entered the drawing room, bowed slightly, and said in his deep voice, Lord St. Levin is here, my lady, as you instructed. Ah, Lionel, don't stand there like a block. Didier, show my nephew in. Lucia tucked the novel away under the seat of her chair, then gave Diana a look that she accurately translated as, Mind your tongue or I'll skin you.